Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. It could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. Your host. Or we're back. Actually, say first off, we're back. We're back from last week. Um, I'm still a little overexposed. Like my entire right side is just all white. This is like I'm just being reflected off the the uh, the sunlight here. Uh, where's myself? Where's my cam? So, uh, well, I figured this out um, again. For those who have been, uh, well, we were gone last week. I did upload uh, the previous six, um, uh, the previous six uh, pregame shows on the podcast tubes. So at this point, everybody should be caught up. Question: The question is, should be. <laughs> so while we were gone, we still had people uh, listening to us one way or another. Um, do that. Apply. There we go. It's a little better. It's a little better. Uh, so, uh, what was I going to do? Shit. Um, oh, right. Set up your Overwatch Minute. That's right. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, so, just do this. Uh, so, funny enough. Um, so, I'm assuming submissions for the... Uh, uh, the... Uh, Movie summer, the movie summer wager is is done, right? Yes. Uh, however, we did not record the episode today. Um, uh, Josh woke up like in the middle of the day, feeling like absolute ass, and uh, uh, and I just felt like ass because I like I was up all night, not feeling good, so we were both just tired, and uh, we were like, "Well, fuck it, let's do it tomorrow." So we're gonna record that tomorrow when I get home from work. Um, but, uh, we got quite a few submissions, so I'll just say that much. Okay. Um, but yeah, the crazy thing about the summer movie wager is that, uh, there's a lot of movies in there that I don't know where they're going to land. Yeah. It's genuinely, I don't. It's pretty insane. Um, you got, you got two of, of Disney's biggest Animated features, Aladdin and, and, and Lion King, mm-hmm. going up against each other this summer in, the, in their quote-unquote live-action form. I don't really consider the Lion King one live-action, even though it's more photorealistic. Yeah. Uh, I have absolutely no idea where those are going to land. Like, I, 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 they're going to be high on the list, I assume, but... Yeah, it's going to be... Um... It's going to be uh, tough because uh, I was looking through the list and there are definitely some tough ones on there um, that I'm like trying to figure out. It's like, oh, where exactly is this gonna gonna land? Oh, on? I can I can I can pull up lists and stuff because it's it's finalized. Like we're not we're not accepting anymore. Ah, uh, and uh, even I threw even I threw one at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I already got yours uh, copy and pasted, sir. So I not mine, um, nah, my my brother's. Cause I I kind of like told him about it like like a little bit later on. It's like you know you're not going to be answered, but just out of curiosity, what was your thoughts? Cause he's a bit more movie buff than I am. So that's not that's not your list. No, that is my list. You, this I got oh, a sep- said- I got a separate list from my brother. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter if he if enters or not. Well, if if he not. if he gave you a list, and that's fine. We can talk about it. Okay. My thing was like, if you hadn't given me a list, I wouldn't uh, read off other lists. Gotcha. 
Uh, but yeah, but I, yeah can, like, I can read off what he put down. Because um, he's more of a movie person than I am. Also, it helps that he's been, he's been, uh, he's been working at a, a video store for about a good year or so. And he's been watching a lot of movies. So he's been more into that than I have. But I got his list. So if you don't mind, I can read off what he put down for his top 10 and Dark Horses. Sure. All right. So, uh, to my list. I'll start with his dark horses. I'll go from the bottom up. So, uh, at number three, he puts Child's Play. Um, That's actually one of my dark horses. Number two, Annabelle Comes Home. Um, That's and, my list. And number one is uh, Midsummer or Midsummer. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um. But that's his three dark horses, and his top yeah, ten. I just, right, I ahead. just don't see. I don't see two of those even making the top ten at all. Uh I, I, I put Child's Play my dark horse on because of nostalgia reasons. That's probably the only reason why I put it on there because it's Chucky. So maybe that will draw in some. Even well, though, yeah, same here. Like the nostalgia play, but like, I right, go go ahead with his list. I'll, I'll, I'll read you mine. Okay. Um. So for ten, he put in Rocket Man. Uh, okay. Number nine, he says Men in Black. Um, eight, he put down Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, seven is Pokemon. Six is Toy Story Four. Five is Hobbs and Shaw. Four, Spider Man Far From Home. Three, Aladdin. Two, Lion King. And the number one, which I think we all have the same idea in mind, is going to be Avengers Endgame. I will tell you right now, Anthony, everybody put put Endgame as their number one, except for two people. Who? And um, uh, Remelay, who you don't, uh, he might have been in this chat a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. He put uh, Spider-Man above Endgame, which wow. I was like, that's, that's not a thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love Spider-Man, but like, there's no way it's going to be Avengers. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um and another woman that I think she just grabbed 10 movies. Her list is so weird. And like, <laughs> like here, I'll bring it up real quick. Cause it's, it's, it is all over the place. So, uh, we got one from Remelay, one from my buddy, Nate, uh, hang on before, Brittany, you, before you continue your video froze. Just give me one sec. I'm going to re- reconnect to you. Okay. So there, folks. Let's see if I can reconnect. There we go. Okay, we're back. All right. All so, right. so, um, so continue. So it's it's somebody that Josh knows that listens to the to all queued up named Brandy. Um, her list doesn't even have Endgame on it. Interesting. Yeah, like her number one is Ugly Dolls, which isn't even didn't even touch my top ten. No. It'll be a cute movie. I think it would do okay, but I don't think it's gonna blow people's sticks away. It'll do well enough, but it'll be. It won't be in the top ten for sure. Like I, top, top twenty maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just about everybody else has Avengers as their number one. It's just Remelay who put Spider Man then Endgame, and Brandy who put didn't even put fucking Endgame on our list. Uh, but my list, Anthony. And I'll explain my choices here. So we'll go with my Dark Horses. I have Child's Play, Men in Black, International, and Brightburn. I, Uh, man, Brightburn I really want to put on there. Like I saw who's directed it and who's in it. It's like, fuck. Yeah, so (laughs) I think think they're going to, the closer to release date of that movie, they're going to push it harder and harder and harder with the James Gunn angle. But the thing that I think might keep it from hitting top 10 is there's still a lot of people who don't like James Gunn because of the bullshit that happened. So I think it has the potential of hitting top 10, maybe, but I was not confident enough to put it in there. Um, but Men in Black and Child's Play, like Men in Black has the four Valkyrie angles, since that's, you know, the stars. Mm-hmm. Emsworth and um, can't think of her name suddenly. 
uh, the hell's her name? The girl who plays Valkyrie. I can't think of her name. Oh, her, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, uh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. But here's the thing that I've learned from the Summer Movie Wager. Something that I'll talk about on the other podcast, but um, movies that are PG or, or G do a thousand times better than PG-13 or R. And almost everything on my list is G or PG. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so the, there's only there's only one, two... There's only three movies on my list. I guess Endgame is technically PG-13, but I don't count that in my... Like, everyone has that as the number one. Um, John Wick 3, which is rated R. Uh, John Wick has a long... Like, uh, uh, it kind of built steam over the course of two films. And, and people are fucking stoked for the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be number nine. Uh, my number ten is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. I think that's going to bring in a lot of the nostalgia crowd. Um, but Legendary Pictures has not really been doing a good job at promoting the Monsterverse. No, they so I don't. Think, no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think a lot of reg- like standard moviegoers don't know that... That Godzilla movie and then Skull Island are part of this like connected thread. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they maybe the closer gets releasing, they have some advertising budget. But um, so then my number eight is Dark Phoenix, which I believe is really, movie. really, huh? So here's why I have it in my number eight. It is the last Fox X Men movie in that timeline. Sure, we have New Mutants coming out later in the year. Um, I thought that was canceled. I thought that was, um, or maybe no. it might be out. So Disney or, go ahead. at that big at that big Disney conference, they announced that Dark Phoenix and New Mutants would be released this year, and that 2020 and on, they are probably most likely going to reboot X Men entirely. Um, so this is the last X Men. Fox film in that timeline with those actors, I think it's going to do very well. Like, I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, this is the last one. We need to go see it. I think that's what's going to push it. Oh, I see. Oh, I see see what you're saying. I see exactly what you're saying. You're saying, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, My number six and seven are Lion King and Aladdin. Uh, They might be in the wrong spot. Um, I'm a hundred percent honest with you there. Like I, they, I might have them too low, um, but I think they're going to be neck and neck with with the amount, the amount they make. Um, I think parents are going to see both those and just be like, "Yeah, let's go take the kids." Like it's it's a it's a no brainer. Uh, both films are very much like exactly the animated movies. Um, my fucking stream just fucking crashed. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> I was like, why is my face frozen on my TV? <laughs> um, uh, and a lot of parents of a certain age, you know, ones that have kids that are 10 or younger, uh, will just be like, oh my God, Lion King and Aladdin, I watched this as a kid, which is great, which is awesome. So I think a lot of parents are gonna be taking their kids to see those two. Um, and I think they're gonna be about the same. Um, my top five, however, are number five, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. The more and more they show of that movie, the more and more I'm like, ooh, it's hitting some nostalgic notes. Oh like, yeah. It, and it's it's got it's got the Ryan Reynolds angle of being kind of funny. Um it's got the It's got Pokemon in it for fuck's sake. And I think a lot of Pokemon fans are gonna be really, really curious about it. Oh like, you know, like, definitely. Like, like so so the Pokemon Company is there. They've made a CGI remake of the very first Pokemon movie. Yeah, I heard, with Mew and Mewtwo I heard, and all that shit. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So far, the reaction I've seen online is people hate it, but the reaction for Detective Pikachu is more like, "I'm curious." Not so much hate or immediate love. I mean, I'm I'm immediately in love with it. I want to see it so badly, but um, it's a lot of just like. I want to see more of the Pokemon in that in this like photorealistic sense. I want to see more, like I want to see what this world can do. I want like there. I see a lot of curiosity, and I think that's going to drive like, and 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 it being at my number five, I think has a lot to do with the it's going to be a good movie. 
And so people are going to go see it multiple times. Um, but number four is Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Uh, I was not it's, it's, I was not with that movie for a little bit, but after seeing the last trailer, I was like, okay, yeah, they're just going way over the top now. Like, I have to see this movie. They put freaking Roman Reigns in the movie. They have him do the actual WWE spear move before he hits somebody. It's like, wow, okay, you guys are going over the top. I have to see this now. <laughs> uh, my birthday was on Sunday, by the way, just mm-hmm. just for just for that sake. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's... If you've seen the last two Fast and the Furious films, which are huge successes, they always hit top ten, like top five, easily, um, because people fucking love it. It's it's just dumb popcorn summer movie. It's it's the kind of movie you get a bunch of friends together. You go, you have a few Coronas in the fucking parking lot next to cars. You go eat a meal at fucking. Uh, Olive Garden, because that you know when you're there, your family, and then you go watch a goddamn fucking Fast and Furious movie. It's just fun. It's just pure dumb fun, and I think people really attach to that. And not to mention, these two characters um, had easily the best chemistry in the last Fast and the Furious movie. And I remember saying when I watched that movie, which I believe is number seven, um, might be number eight. I don't remember. Uh, I remember saying, like, if we could just get a Rock and Jason Statham movie with these characters, that would be awesome. And they were like, yeah, sure, we got that. Also, the guy who directed the first Deadpool movie. We got you. I was like, okay, done. Done and done. It's going to be hilarious and fun and dumb. And yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to attach to that really easily and really quickly. Uh, I might have it too high on my list because it, it doesn't have, you know, the the typical Fast and Furious characters. But it is technically titled Fast and the Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. So that might get some people in the seats that, you know, maybe weren't interested. I don't know. But uh, I think it's going to do very well. Then I have Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. So I think this Spider-Man movie is going to do very, very well because it's going to be writing the, the writing the coattails of Infinity, or I'm sorry, of uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, is my number one. And... Uh, uh, it's going to it's going to have a lot of people going into it going like what what is the world going to look like after after Endgame? Yeah, that's the big question. That's a huge question, definitely. Like there are end credit scenes to Endgame. Are they going to lead into uh home or far from home like how does far from home figure that out? So there's a lot of that and uh um so I think that's that's why it's gonna be number three, but number two is gonna be Toy Story Two. Toy Story Four. Interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. But kinda almost like almost vaguely the same as, as mine. Um vaguely. Um Yeah. Uh I'm in what you say that that was your third or second pick, uh Toy Story. Um second. Okay. Then Avengers. Yeah, my third, my third is my yeah. third is uh, uh, Spider-Man because, like, I, it could be, it could be argued that Spider-Man could overtake Toy Story four. True. But to- Toy Story has such a strong connection with a huge generation of people. Like, it's just I, I feel like it's a it's a duh situation, but yeah. We shall see as the summer moves on. Um, out of curiosity, when are you seeing the Avengers? When am I seeing it? Mm-hmm. Friday after work. Rules. Uh, my my date uh, Tuesday, Tuesday uh, next week. Chris got his tickets uh, for Monday next week. So. I actually so there's there's two theaters here in Oak Grove that are showing it, mm-hmm. and uh, I looked at the one closer to my house, and like I was like okay one third I get off work at one I was like one thirty all seats are taken. Mm, uh, yeah. and the closer I got to the evening it was even worse and worse and worse Yeah. and uh, I I can't sit more than like if it's mid to front I it, I can't, I can't do it it's gotta be, it's either mid to back like that's it mm. Close, the closer I get the more of a headache I get so um, and like all those seats were always taken so I was like oh let me check the other theater and like at 2.45 it was like an empty fucking theater oh, I was wow. like oh my god Wow. So not only did I get aisle seats because my dad has a uh, bladder issue, uh, 
he's an old man. <laughs> um, uh, it, uh, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's really cool that basically it looks like the exact same theater where I saw Infinity War. Is where uh, I in, huh. End game. But a year ago, Anthony, I don't know if you remember this, but my knee was all fucked up where I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. So now I actually get to see an Endgame with not a fucked up knee. Nice. Awesome. So if I do have to get up in the middle of the movie to go pee, I'm hoping I don't. That's uh, that's the kind of been the strategy people are trying to figure out. Like how are you how is people's plans to go in there and not go to the bathroom for the next three hours? Legitimately, I'm gonna go to the theater. We're we're gonna try to leave here at two and get there a half an hour early. I'm gonna sit there and then like ten minutes before it starts, I'm gonna run to the bathroom and like push a pee out. Oh wow. Because I wanna drain my fucking bladder before the movie starts so that way I just, I just don't move. I hear it. I I intend to not drink any anything at all on my movie theater. My plan is to, you know. Oh yeah. Maybe no, maybe. not even not even at the movie theater. Like after work, I'm drinking a moderate glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like it's, I. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that we have to plan that shit. I know, right? <laughs> what what world are we living in to actually say that? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Um, that and, you know, I don't really watch Game of Thrones much, but, like, my brother's been watching it here, so, like, I saw the last episode, and I'm gonna watch probably the next one, that hour-plus-long episode, where everybody's gonna die. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, cool. It's, it, it should be fun to watch. It's basically the two, two towers, in my, in my mind. <laughs> it's not, I know it's not, but it, it, it's very similar in, in that aspect, with that episode leading up to it. It's crazy because the thing about Infinity War and Endgame is as somebody who, who grew up reading the comics and I know plot threads that they could take, I've heard a lot of people say that even the stuff that you might be expecting doesn't, like, so there's a guy that, that I follow on Twitter, um, I can't remember his name. For the fucking life of me, but he has it like a YouTube video, and he actually put out the most honest early screening of the movie, and he was like, "The first two hours are," he goes, "They're okay." Wow. He goes, "The first two hours are a standard superhero film." Okay. Nothing, nothing extravagant, nothing like over the top. It's, it's. He goes, "It's fine. It's fun. It's great, but it's nothing." If if it, if if Endgame was just the first two hours, it, you would be like, oh, "Okay." Like, that's how you'd feel. He goes, but that last hour is so magnificent and over-the-top and, and fan service that you're going to, like, leave the theater just in awe. And I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Like, it sounds like the first two hours are just build-up. And that's... Yeah. I'm super okay with that. Uh, but he was also talking about how that last hour completely breaks the mold of superhero films. Um, mm. which I'm really yeah. curious mm. what the fuck that means exactly. Like, um, cause I've seen some shit in the super, I've seen some shit in the comics. And one of the big things about Marvel comics is that a character's never really dead. Like they'll stay dead for a while, but they'll always come back. You can't do that with the MCU. You kind of can, but you can't like, they kind of did it with Coulson, but I imagine that these actors want to leave the roles eventually, and they're going to have to have their characters killed off permanently. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that that's that's a huge factor into it. Plus, the the next phase, from what I understand, is going to be drastically different. You would have so to. You would, I, you would kind of have to be at, at this point. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, it's been crazy, though. Like, it's been fucking 11 years of this shit, dude. Like, I know, I know. Can't tell you the first time I to see Iron Man, the very first one in theaters, and just being like, this is the most badass shit ever. And then I remember, continuing, continuing that. Yeah, I remember when it was coming out. Um, I was very much in the mindset that 
it was going to be the greatest superhero movie ever because the way that they were painting it out and then other like reviewers were saying like because g4 was still around at the time that's how long yep. ago this was keep yep. that in mind mm-hmm. um and uh uh Somebody from G4 at the time who reads comics, she says that, who the fuck was it? God damn it. But she said, uh, she was like, Iron Man is the superhero movie you've all been waiting for. And I was like, I got so fucking hyped from that. I was like, I I cannot wait to fucking see this. And then I saw it and I was just like, wow, Jon Favreau fucking did it. Like he, he made a superhero movie that doesn't suck. Yeah. And then Marvel Studios, like they got bit, they got bit, bought out by Disney, and they had complete full reign of what they wanted to do, and they took these characters in directions that the comics did. Yeah. And that to me was the biggest key. But the the biggest thing that they did, the most in, the smartest thing that they did, was they made sure that all the directors and writers were communicating with each other. But kind of, like, they let them loose. They took the leash off. Mm-hmm. And they were like, go ham. Like, the Thanos thing, that was a thing mid-development of Avengers. Originally, that was their magnum opus. Like, they they, they wanted to do more films because it was making a shit ton of money. Right. But they were like, where could the story go? And one of Joss Whedon's favorite fucking characters or favorite villains was Thanos and so he just honestly asked Kevin Feige and and the CEOs of Marvel like can I put Thanos in the, at the end of the film like the end credit scene they were just like yeah sure and then they ran with that they fucking like ran fast with that and and that's another thing is like as the MCU's as the MCU has progressed people notice that Thanos's design has slightly changed yes the, yeah. the tip of his skin has slightly changed. Mm-hmm. And that is literally has everything to do with they weren't sure how far they were going to take Thanos. So that's why in like at the end of Avengers, he's like dark purple. And then suddenly in fucking uh, Guards of the Galaxy 1, he's like more blue than ever. Yeah. Uh, and now he's like at a, at a decent, like more comic booky purple for Infinity War. And it's like it's like, yeah, these kinds of things, you you don't just write an entire fucking epic like this. It takes, you know, you have to kind of go through time and, and figure it out. And But how they've been able to shit out fucking 22 good films. Oh, I'm sorry, 21. We haven't seen Endgame. Yeah. Um, like, people go like, oh, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy 2 wasn't that good, or... It was still uh, still pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad movie. They haven't made a bad fucking movie. Well, I mean... What? I was that, like, the, only, the only bad movie I would say is, like, Thor 2. See, I disagree. Really? Uh, when, you, when you look at the story of Thor 2, almost the entire movie takes place in Asgard. And it's about Thor dealing with his family issues. And it hits a decent number of notes. It's not the best film, but it's probably the weakest film of the entire 21. Yeah. Um, But it's not a bad film. It's not a situation where, like, for me and for a lot of people, sitting through that film is a slog. It's not. It's just, it's one of those more forgettable movies. Exactly. I was about to say, because that movie was really forgettable for me. Like, I can't tell you the plot. I can't tell you what happened in, in, two, in, in Thor 2. <laughs> I can't, and I haven't watched it since its release. Mm. Like, literally, the Dark Elves from a, from a different realm invade Asgard, kill Loki, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fighting for the Aether, which turns out to be the reality gem. Uh, they end up going to Earth, and... Uh, uh, they go to London specifically, uh, have a battle there where he's opening up the different dimensions to the different realms. Uh, Jane Foster and Thor are able to close it. Um, Thor goes back to Asgard to talk to Odin, and as he as Odin says, "I want you to take the throne," and Thor denies it. Uh, you learn that it's actually Loki who's been sitting on the throne. Wasn't which was that Thor too? 
Yep. I remember the ending, but I, I, I was that really that's Thor two. And then the and then the end credit scene is, uh, Ray Stevenson's character with a camera. Oh wait, was now nah, I remember. Okay, now nah, okay, it, it's starting to come back to me. That's right, that's right. This is with the movie <laughs> where both uh, <laughs> Thor and Loki uh, teamed up. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Like I said, it's the, it's the family issue one because uh, there's the opening bit where he has to talk to Odin about doing some stuff and. He did, he's denying all his like his ability and wants to go back to Earth, but the fucking the, the Bifrost is broken and all that kind of shit. Hemdall's like, yeah, it's you know kind of being repaired, but I can't really get you back to Jane Foster right now because it's broken. And Odin's like, well, I have a way for you to get back to Earth, but uh, you don't really want to use it. Right. Okay. See, and that's the thing. Like, and maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just a me thing that remembers that movie that well. Mm-hmm. But go back and watch it. Honestly, go back and watch it with an with like a fresh mind. It's not a bad movie. It's just unfortunately, it, a lot of it seems more inconsequential. Even though it's technically not, because it's where you learn where the fucking reality gem is. It uh, the ending leads into Ragnarok. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. People go like I've I've honestly had people watch Ragnarok and go I don't remember Loki pretending to be Odin. I was like, did you fucking remember anything from Dark World? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but then again, this I guess this is also a big problem I have with people and how they watch movies in general. They just tend to forget a lot of details because they choose to forget these details. Like unless you fucking slap them in the face and tug on their dick, they just forget shit. It's like. <sighs> You got to fucking understand that stories are told in the context that details matter. I'm pretty and... sure. I'm pretty sure they do. And <laughs> no, I'm pretty. Well, I'm like pre- people are, people no, are no, saying. Or right, go ahead. <laughs> people are saying that Captain Marvel's an inconsequential film. No, it's and I'm not. like the fuck it is. <laughs> it's not. It, it is a no, fun film. It is, it is a fun film to watch. It is again. It's a solid. It's a solid B. Yeah. Uh, an eight out of ten. Like it's 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 not the best by a long shot, but no. it's fun. It has a solid plot. It has the hero's journey in it. It's great. Yeah, it, it, um, it, it's your typical superhero movie, which I'm okay with. So, I mean, I, I will agree to an extent that people. The, one of the one of the criticisms that I will again agree with Marvel or not Marvel, but people on is that far too often, even arguably the best MCU film, Black Panther has this same stigma and that's oh the bad guy is just a different is just a, a mirrored version of the hero oh yeah okay uh, we saw that way the fuck too often in marvel films and to an extent captain marvel breaks that yeah yeah they definitely so, went in a different direction with that i i totally was like oh uh well how long has it been well i kind of want to say it but uh has it been long enough um, I'm gonna say it anyways. Spoilers. Sorry, guys. Um, here's the, here's here's my thing, Anthony. The movie has been out. Endgame comes out in two days. Yeah. If you haven't seen Captain Marvel, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Very true. Very true. Spoilers, guys. Uh, for the people watching and the audio listeners at home. Um, I was really surprised the direction they took with the scrolls, cause like leading up to it, and you know, fantastic job by the the guys who made the trailers and kind of following the comic lore that the, the scrolls were. Uh, supposedly the big evil bad um, as portrayed in the comics um, and that uh, you know they were going to be the main protagonist the main antagonist of the film which it seemed that way but what's the- really funny what's really funny about that Anthony mm-hmm. is that nothing in that movie says the scrolls aren't still assholes and bad guys and could lead into a secret invasion scenario yeah that's true um, people constantly take that they're just like it's like, no, those scrolls weren't bad guys. But do you know how many scrolls exist in the fucking universe? Or sorry, galaxy? It's it's a lot. It's a fucking lot. And the biggest issue with in my opinion, the biggest issue with uh, how Marvel is kind of handling the scrolls in the Kree is very smart 
because we have had cases and scenarios where the Kree and the Skrull are both bad guys. Yeah, uh, that's but, true. But also good guys, but also good guys. Mm -hmm. um, and this is actually quite indicative to the comics. Um, depending on the scrolls, but, uh, uh, depending on the Kree, like, you will have your villain. And I think they're doing a great job with that. I, I, I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I also don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I totally lost the train of thought I was going to say afterwards, but, uh, yeah, we're all excited. We're all excited for, yeah. for, for Endgame. I know a lot of Marvel. people, a lot of people are like, how did, how did, uh, that, that Kree who was trying to save other scrolls try, you know, like, uh, uh, Marvel technically, how did she, you know, get the, get access to the Tesseract? And I'm like, so you know how in the nineties they found Steve Rogers and he thawed out in the two thousands. Uh, I'm pretty sure they found his cube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of explanation uh, like that. Well, there's in, in 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 the first Avenger, we don't see them find the cube oh like in a different time era than Steve. Like that's that's the key aspect you have to take from that from that movie. There's no guarantee as to when they find Steve in the Tesseract. The only thing we know for sure is that it's like 2008 when he fucking runs out into Times Square. Yeah. So. Again, but this this that's the problem, Anthony, that I have with. So. In the comic books, with the comic books, and you might remember this, the big events were like, it was like a solo comic thing. You had like seven issues or, or up to ten issues possibly, and it was its own individual story that just inter intertwined all of these characters, right? Mm-hmm. But then on the side, you had, you know, you had like all the Spider-Man comics, everything he was doing during, let's say Civil War, right? You got all the Captain America ones, you got all the Iron Man ones, the Spider-Man, the, you know, uh, uh, Ant-Man or whatever. Every character still had their individual ongoing. It was just like on the outside of Infinity, or sorry, of, of uh, Civil War that was going straight. And the MCU doesn't do that. It almost feels like if you miss a film, you're going to miss a detail that goes into the big team-up movies. Yeah. Treat, so, treating treating movies like comic books in, in, in some capacity. Uh, that's not... I'm saying the opposite of that. I'm saying that the MCU is not treating the movies like the comic books. You can't just ignore a film and then know what the fuck is going on in the next one. If you watched Endgame without seeing Ragnarok... I'm sorry, if you watched Infinity War without seeing Ragnarok, you would be very confused as to where the fuck Thor and Loki are. Yeah. But that's a solo Thor movie. Slash Hulk movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I misunderstood. But in the comics, you don't have to read those side issues. You don't have to read the solo ones to know what the fuck is going on in each in each issue of Infinity War. Or each issue of, of you know, Civil War. Or what the fuck ever siege if you will like you don't have to know the side issues you just like sure leading up you, there's some stuff you might need to read but overall you cannot go into infinity war without having seen the previous films to know what's happening right right did you legitimately imagine anthony honestly in, in your thoughts of thoughts did you honestly imagine going into infinity war without having seen dr strange <laughs> Man, it'd, uh, it'd be weird, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but there's people out there who do. I'm not one of those people, but there are out there. <laughs> but the good thing is, like, the good thing is that these these uh, Marvel films have trained people to uh, to watch or at least stay after the credits uh, on, on each Marvel film. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people are saying they're tired of 
superhero movies, but I would argue that the movie-going audience is not tired of them. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. It's still making tons of money, which means it's still a big thing. So... Yeah. Until people say no to a superhero film, then that is going to keep on coming, so... Which I, you know, hey, more more superhero movies. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to briefly, we're, since we're talking about movies, because we're going to talk about video games in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to see Hellboy? I have not. I uh, I probably will at some point. Um, I probably will maybe, I don't know, probably next week. Depends on how busy I am, honestly. Oh, wait, take that back. Uh, I'm going to be busy working on costumes. Um, I will see it eventually. Um, but I have heard from Josh, and I think you told me about it too. Um, like it, it is a much more uh, kind of demonic take on Hellboy, much more of a grittier Hellboy than the, the uh, Ron Herman one. I wouldn't say like yes, kind of in the demonic realm, but I I wouldn't really say that. It's mm. just it's a hard R. Like it's rated it's rated R. Like, here's here's Deadpool, Brandon mm-hmm. R. Mm-hmm. Here's Hellboy. Here's like fucking Pulp Fiction. Here's here's Deadpool. Here's Hellboy. Hmm. So, it's it's almost there. Um, it's not nearly as funny. I'll, I'll be fucking straightforward with you on that. It's not nearly as funny as Deadpool, but it is it is comical. And um, but it's it's very gory. It's very gruesome, especially one specific scene. Interesting. Uh. And uh, lots of cussing. Hellboy has a nasty potty mouth, uh, which is fine. I, I see no issues with it. Apparently, that's how he was in the comics. I honestly have never read the comics. Right. Uh, but I saw nothing wrong with this version. Like, it's just it's just a bit darker than the Game of the Toro ones. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people are, are shitting on it because it's not Game of the Toro's third film. Um, but you can't be mad at the filmmakers for taking something and running with it. Be mad at the studio for not allowing Guillermo del Toro to make a third one. Like, did they not allow him to to the third one? Or wow. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Golden uh, Golden Compass, Golden Compass. No, Golden Child, Golden City. No. The fuck was the third one? Uh, second one called. Anyway, um, <laughs> Hellboy Two did not do. Or it did really well, and so they thought they were going to get a third one, and they and and the studio was just like, nah. Uh, Golden Army in two thousand eight. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, they they like Guillermo del Toro, and everybody thought that that a third one was coming, and everyone was really excited about it, and and it even got high. Like it, I mean, its Metacritic scores is seventy eight, out of a hundred. So. It actually scored higher than the first Hellboy, and um, yeah, they were gonna. I'm trying to remember what studio fucking produces this film. Hmm. But yeah, they uh, they kind of fucked over everybody involved, including Guillermo del Toro. Wow. And um, so imagine, imagine being told, "No, you're not gonna make a." You're not gonna make another Hellboy movie. Uh, Universal, okay, it was Universal. That's what I was trying to remember. Were they just unhappy with the last one he made, or how it made almost triple what it cost to make? Like, it, it, there's no feasible, honest reason why Universal said no to a third. Absolutely no fucking feasible reason, mm. other than they just said no, and. Mm. Imagine in 2009 being told, no, we're completely canceling the third film that would end your trilogy. And then four or no, then then eight years later, I guess nine years later, they resurrect it without giving you a call. That's some bullshit. (laughs) So I get I get why people are upset about that. But voice that to the universal like. You you fucking review bombing it is not is not doing anything. Um, is they they don't look at that shit. Nobody cares about that shit. 
It's all about the money. But that being said, um, it is not well liked by, by regular audiences. Uh, that one review system that I really enjoy, um, or that I that I trust, uh, Cinema Score. Mm-hmm. That uh, I guess day one and two audiences gave it a C. Mm. So average to those people, I guess, or at least it's an average view. It's like scoring. So at best, it won't be bad. Hmm. <laughs> but, but I thought it was really fun. Like it's it's. I think that Hellboy is past his prime. Now, what I mean by that is we've had some hellacious comic book adaptations. We've had uh, we've had a lot since since Hellboy two. Yeah, and I think that a lot of Pardon me, sorry. Uh, I think a lot that that Hellboy is and what Guillermo del Toro was doing could have been better, you know, five, six years ago. People would have been up for it. But Mm. nine years later, people are like, Hellboy is kind of a tired character. Mm. Uh, It's just, I think that, like, I love, I loved the gore. I thought it was fun. Um... But I think with like things like like uh, Walking Dead and Preacher that are on AMC and you get to see gory shit, um, I would legitimately say Anthony that Preacher is gorier than this movie, and that's just a TV show. Hmm. Uh, at least the last season was. Holy shit, the last season was very gory. But um, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why audiences didn't like it as much because it's not a it's not a badly told plot. It's really not. It makes sense, unless you're my nephew that asks dumb questions during it. <laughs> so, so no joke. Okay. This is this isn't this is a spoiler territory because the question he asked has nothing to do with any spoilers. The movie starts right. Mm-hmm. Hellboy is in a truck. And his dad is calling him about not going too far with the alcohol in Tijuana. Hellboy enters a building where there's a luchador match happening. And my nephew leans over to me and he goes, Hey, why is he called Hellboy? Now, this is a fucking dumb question, clearly. Uh, And I leaned back and I was like, why the fuck do you think he's called Hellboy? And he says, I don't know. And I went, what's the first part of his name? Hell. So where the f- where do you think he's from? I don't know. <laughs> I went, he's from hell, which is why he's called Hell Boy. So he's the devil? For fuck's sake, Dustin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't say he's the devil, did I? I said he's from hell. So what, if he's like a demon? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, but... Mm. One of the big things about this movie, Anthony, too, is that Mike Mignola, you know, he did like the Game of the Toro movies, but he wasn't one of the main people that helped with the script. He didn't sit down with Game of the Toro to write the script for the first two films. He sat down and helped write the script of this one. Yeah. Interesting. This is way more hard with his vision, but... Hmm. Okay. I, I definitely will see Hellboy at some point. Um, probably not next week because of Avengers and also because I'm getting my costumes ready for Fanime. Um, but uh, I'll watch it eventually because I, I loved uh, Hellboy when, the, when those two movies came out and I will definitely watch this one. So um, when that happens, I'll let you know what I feel about it. So we'll see. I mean... I don't know. I think you'll enjoy it, but uh, yeah. Are you? Uh, do you watch uh, Game of Thrones? So I don't really, and I've been told that I should. Um, and uh, I actually, funny enough, like my brother has been watching them here recently. Um, and I think the last two episodes, um, one of one of our friends came over to watch uh, the last episode, 
And I was sitting there watching. It's like you know, you know, I this is this is actually not that bad. This is actually pretty good. Like I, I never sat down to really watch a full episode of Game of Thrones, but I am really excited about the next episode because apparently it's like it's an hour plus long uh, episode. It's gonna be a huge battle. Characters are gonna character a lot of characters are gonna die. Um, it reminds me a lot of the kind of two tower scene in Lord of the Rings where uh, you had a bunch of orcs going to raid a. Um, uh, a castle that uh, the Aragon Airbus was defending or trying to keep a uh, keep a good front, um, and I kind of got the same vibes watching the last episode, especially toward the very end, leading up to it. Um, so I had no context of who was who, and other than maybe Jon Snow, and like you know, just kind of watching from a fresh pair of eyes. I'd never really seen a Game of Thrones episode in full, so. I, I know it's huge. I know it's a big series. Um, I don't know why I have not watched it yet. I'm not sure, honestly, myself. But uh, I am definitely watching the next episode. Because <laughs> I want to see what happens. <laughs> so uh, Okay, well, if that's what you want to do, go ahead for it. But I, um, I would argue don't. It depends on how, how much you care about spoilers. Because, honestly, the, the big... How do I put this politely? Attachment to characters is a huge is a huge portion of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. As I as I heard about this series too, like just on the outside looking in, like people I heard people saying like you know oh my god they killed this character, and it's just like oh yeah well oh, okay they, they they do not care who they kill off so all right cool. I think uh, oh sorry I think one of the biggest things about. One of the biggest things about Game of Thrones is how the characters develop and, and, and you watching them grow. And like there's characters you will begin to hate and then continue to go on and, and, and love. Um, it's it's kind of nuts, to be honest with you. It's kind of crazy. Mm. Like, I'll give you an example without uh, trying to be as vague as possible. There's a character named Jamie. You hate him for a hot minute. Season three, he starts to take a turn, but you still remember what he did, so you still kind of hate him, but you feel compassion for him. And as the show goes on, he, he does things that make you feel compassion for him, but then you continue to also hate him for other things. And it's this like balancing game in your head. And as the show continues, you start to like him more and more, even though he's fucked up. So you've watched his growth the entire show, and now you're attached to him. As with any character that was is from season one, which, to be honest with you, Anthony, a lot of characters in that first season are from or that episode you watched are from season one. Oh wow! Hmm. But also, also I should mention, a lot of those characters also kind of like, hey, season one happened, and this big event made the all these characters go in their different directions. So imagine as writers, you've had all these characters do their own arcs, their own stories, and converge onto one spot in the last season. You know how fucking impossible that is as a writer? <laughs> it is like the Avengers, but in medieval times. Oh, it's times. harder than that. I mean, I mean re- reuniting everybody, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> it's, dude, it's, it's been fucking crazy. Like, people are talking about how, like, oh, the first two episodes of the last six episodes are just, like, the first episode was a bunch of reunions and everyone meeting, and the line, this last episode is like character kind of study and growth and shit. I'm just like, yeah, because we've had 560 something days before the last since the last episode. Mm-hmm. We need a bit of a primer to get us ready for the for the 80 minute Battle of Winterfell. Oh hell yeah! You get a lot of talking, a lot of fucking. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's going to be any fucking. No, I episode. meant in the last episode, but not in this. There's a little. There's a little bit of fucking. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, there are a lot of characters that will die next episode. Oh yeah, Aaron fucking T. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm just here, here for the bloodbath. So here's my thing, Anthony. Like tomorrow is my last day of not having irrational emotions over fictional characters. Oh, because right. yeah. Friday I'm going to be a fucking mess. 
uh, Saturday, I, I I think I'm just gonna try to get mentally prepared for Sunday, mm. and then like I I I might call into work on Monday. I don't know. We'll see. I remember seeing a post going around, kind of discussing that that this weekend there's gonna be a lot of fictional characters are gonna die, and like. I actually, I don't know anything about Endgame. I don't know a single fucking thing about Endgame. Nor, nor do but, I. But my theory is that we're only going to see two character deaths, and it's going to be Captain America and, and Black Widow. And people go, well, why Black Widow? Well, her movie takes place in the past. Her solo movie takes place in the past. Even if that still happens. I was going to say, well, no, take that back. Robert did say he would like to come back at, as Iron Man, like, as as a, as a cameo, or who still would like to play the character. It's like, no. Well, I, 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 I don't think Iron Man's going to die. And I'll, I'll, do you want to know why? Why? He is a perfect parallel to Thanos. Um, the entire Infinity War story is about Thanos being a father, correct? That Oh, I see. What has Tony been doing the last few films with Spider-Man? Yeah, that's very true. It's very true, you're right. This is why Thanos took an interest in Iron Man on Titan. Yeah. Nobody else there was a father, or at least a father figure. Yeah, it's very true. Oh. Yeah. So Good. there's going to be, like, the one to finally kill Thanos. I... My next theory, I don't know how true this is, but those suits that they have in the trailer, the red and white ones, yeah, those are quantum suits. So something I noticed that a lot of people have kind of noticed, but I noticed right away, the this part of the suit looks exactly like a uh, Ant-Man suit. Oh. Um, and even going further than that, it looks just like... Uh, Hank Pym's suit when he goes into the quantum realm to get Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So they're uh, going. So they're going into Thanos' asshole. All right, confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say they're shrinking. I said they're, they're going to use the quantum realm to travel in time and find the Infinity Stones before Thanos can. Then, then uh, they're going to come. They're going to converge back into the present, and Tony is going to have constructed his own gauntlet. Hmm. We shall see. I, I, it's gonna be really. That's, that's my theory. Yeah. I don't. I again. I don't know. I mean, it's been a the time traveling theory has been a thing for a hot minute. Oh yeah, definitely. There's been there've been talks about it. It's gonna be funny when I upload this uh, audio um, next week. Uh, alongside with the main podcast, <laughs> and just kind of see if if uh, we were right or wrong on certain things. So, <laughs> yeah, my theory is that they're they're gonna build their own Infinity Gauntlet, um, travel through time, pick up the Infinity Stones, have uh, a battle with Thanos with two gauntlets essentially, um, and try to fix the present instead of trying to fix the past because you can't fix the past. Yeah. Um, or and hear me out on this one, you can't really travel through time. They're going to do that note. But you can travel to other dimensions in the past. So, like... Oh, huh. Yeah, you see, like, it's it's interdimensional time travel. I'd be very curious to see how they tackle that on. Time-dimensional time stuff is always very, very tricky to handle in whatever medium you try to implement in. And here's another thing about the post credit scene that I really, really, really hope is uh, like after everything's said and done, there's a shot of like Peter leaving his leaving his apartment, saying like later Aunt May, and he jumps out the window, and he's flying through, he's swinging through New York, right? Mm -hmm. He lands on a bill, like he goes past some buildings, he goes back, you know, past the Avengers Tower, he goes past the Sanctum Sanctorium, he lands on a building. And it pans out, and it's the Baxter Building with a giant four on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be fucking my nerd boner would be busting through my pants if they did that. No, so the ultimate nerd boner for me, and this will never happen because it's it, this will happen at least for another two, three years, or maybe more than that, is uh, the end of the movie and the end credits would be that um. 
they it's a it's a scene of uh of, of the grass first and then you uh start to pan out and you and, and like it turns blurry and then it unblurs and then you you see the uh the front of the x-men uh uh place and then the theme music kicks the, in the, dun, 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 dun. School, school for enhanced <laughs> yeah enhanced children yeah I, I know that would not happen but like if that happened and like the the x-men thing so, came on so i'll be like oh god oh <laughs> here's why here's why i don't think they're going that route yeah it's... and the big one is because dark phoenix and new a new mutants is coming out this year yeah and i don't think they're going to allude to a new x-men franchise at the end of endgame but it's been a long time since we've seen a fucking fantastic four movie and we know that disney has the rights to those now that's very true that's why i say like it will, it will never happen because x-men the day they said like you won't see them until like was it 2022 20, or 23 yeah. they said yeah. yeah 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 for a hot minute yeah but uh i think honestly i think a lot of what we're gonna see next year we actually i'm gonna throw the i'm gonna fucking say this i think 2020 is the year where marvel takes a fat fucking break i'll be okay think, with that i think i'll be okay with that 2020 2020 we are getting no marvel movies I'll be perfectly fine with that, honestly. If it means more awesome Marvel movies in the in the future, then by all means, take a break. <laughs> take a fucking break. All right, guys, it is.